I'm back, people. All right, let's do this. Hey, everyone. Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. Too kind, people. And if you are listening to the Frankie D Show right now on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell you're listening, make sure you subscribe to me, the Frankie D Show. Keep listening. If you're listening on Apple, give me that five-star review. And if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. Sound good, people? All right, cool. It's been a uh, a couple weeks since I've been here. Sorry about that. There was one week. I definitely warned one week. I think it's been two weeks though since I've been gone. Right? It's been a, it's been a couple weeks. There was one week I definitely warned, and then there was another week I was sick, so I couldn't do it. Just was not feeling well. Sore throat. Everything. Did not have the COVIDs, but I wasn't feeling well. <coughs> There's even a, co- a little cop there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. But I am back now. So, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, I mean, who, who's breaking those uh, New Year's resolutions? You know, everyone makes these New Year's resolutions. And then you just hear every year how people say, I'm not going to keep up with my New Year's resolutions. What the hell is the point of making them if you're just not going to keep up with them? Like, you might as well just say, I'm not making any. Like, I understand that people want to, like, be like, well, let's at least try to make them. Maybe we will at least get halfway there. It's like, no, you're not even going to. Either you're most likely going to just, you know, get the resolutions done, or you're not going to do them at all. You know, I feel like you're only asking for failure when you make resolutions you're not going to keep. Like, that is failure when you don't actually get them done. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I usually don't bother making them. I make goals. Like, you know, but not at New Year's necessarily. Maybe at New Year's, but like, I make goals all throughout the year and they might be a one-year goal. I might be like, all right, by this time next year, I want this accomplished. But I'm not really like, all right, yes, it's New Year's. I have to go make a goal. Or, you know, I got to go make resolutions just because it's New Year's. It's like that puts some pressure on you, right? It's like, all right. I mean, maybe not in the beginning because you got a whole year, but then like you get to December and you're like, shit, I didn't get these resolutions done. I feel a lot of people, they'll they'll make resolutions too. They won't even remember the resolutions they said they were going to get done throughout that year. It'll it'll get to September. They're like, wait, fuck. What was the resolutions I did? I I, I said I want to lose weight, right? It's like, oh boy. I don't know, it just gets kind of annoying when people complain about not getting shit accomplished also. You know, like when they said like, all right, this year I gotta do this. And then they don't try and then they bitch how that stuff's not getting accomplished. It's like, all right, well, that's nobody's fault but your own. So can you just shut the hell up, please? I don't know. Most likely, if I made a New Year's resolution, I would either keep it because it'd be accomplishable or it wouldn't necessarily be a a resolution. It would just be like, all right, I hope like this year that I could get this done if like I'm like, this is only like halfway possible. It's like it might be accomplishable, but it might be even at like my power. Therefore, you know, it's more of just like a wish. You hope you get it done. You hope you get it accomplished. It's like, I wish I could make $500 million this year. It's like, well, I guess anything could happen. You could win the lottery. Like, you know, all of a sudden a video goes huge on YouTube or TikTok or something. Bam, you got a ton of money now. Maybe you, uh, you know, whatever job you do, something sparks in your head and all of a sudden you're the president of that company. Like, you know. You know, kind of accomplishable, but really, $500 million. Uh, 
I did say five hundred million to begin with, right? Anyway, five hundred million dollars. Uh, that's the number I'm going with. It is, uh, you know, in theory, I guess it could be accomplishable, but in reality, like that, that's next to impossible. So again, that's not really a, like a resolution. That's more so a wish. Like I, I know a ton of people that their resolution is, all right, I want to make it, you know, huge on YouTube or whatever. I, I, I haven't really heard too many. People I know at least say TikTok. I want to keep saying TikTok because in general I know a ton of people are using that. Even though, does it seem like TikTok's kind of falling? I know people are still saying it's the fastest uh, growing social media platform at the moment. But I feel, I don't know, maybe just because there's controversy with it, with uh, people saying that TikTok's spying on us, which I'm sure it is. I mean, I don't have TikTok, so not me. Anyway, back to the original point. You know, I hear people are like, all right, I want to make it big on YouTube this year, big in podcasting this year. Like, like that is my resolution. It's like, well, it's more of a wish, right? Like, like you definitely got to put your work towards it, but no matter how hard you work, there's no guarantee within that year you could do that. Like, you could say, I want to lose 20 pounds. Like, that is my resolution. That is accomplishable. I feel most, I feel anyone, unless you have like a medical problem, within one whole year, you should be able to lose 20 pounds if you really put your mind to it. Making $500 million, making a huge on YouTube or a podcast or something. Not saying it's not accomplishable, but way harder where you probably need more than a year. Unless, you know, you've been going at it for years and it's like, all right, I think I'm finally at that final step. This should be the year I get there. But if you are starting right now and you don't even have your YouTube channel yet or your podcast yet and you're like, all right, I'm going to make one this year and I'm going to be a big success this year. It's probably not going to (coughs) happen. But who knows? If you make the resolution and don't even try, though, don't bitch about it. It's your own fault. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, you know, I'm curious. Whose solution... Uh, who's Not solution. Whose New Year's resolution is it to make more money? You know, I just talked about people wanting to get $500 million. People wanting to make it huge in YouTube or podcasting. It probably used to be acting and singing, right? No, You know, no, I, I don't think there were a ton of people... For a long time, they were like, I mean, podcasting and YouTube didn't exist for a long time, but I guess the equivalent would have been like radio hosting or even television hosting or I don't know. Maybe in terms of uh, YouTube for the vloggers, maybe they would have wanted a reality TV show. I don't know. But for a lot of people, it's probably like, all right, I'm going to make it big in Hollywood this year. All right, I'm going to be a big singer this year, you know. But anyway... Uh, I, I guess that all goes down to fame and money, right? And I think for a lot of people, it really comes down to money. So whether you want to make it big in podcasting or YouTube or whatever, I'm curious just whose resolution it is just to make more money. Even if you have just a dinky desk job, it's like, all right, my New Year's resolution is to get a $30,000 raise this year or something like that. I don't know. Or maybe quit my job, get a new job and make more money. Because it seems like everyone's just pissed off with their jobs and they want to make more money. So, yeah, I, I feel like that probably has to be the number one New Year's uh, resolution, right? I mean, you know, I, I don't know what else would be. I'm trying to think. What could be the, I mean, I feel most people it has to be either making more money which, I mean, I, I don't, that, like I said, I, I didn't really make resolutions, but I, I would like to make more money within this next year personally. <laughs> Come on, people, spread the word around to your friends. Let's get the Frankie D show bigger. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I feel like for a lot of people, it's losing weight also. I feel like they, those got to be the two biggest ones. Losing weight even, I don't know, maybe that is... Uh, Bigger for most people. It's like, I want to get in shape, lose weight, get more muscular. Stuff like that. People want to look good. They they look good, they feel good, right? I don't want to feel like a fat fuck. 
Even though I guess a lot of people now, they don't mind it. It's like, oh, we're fat. It doesn't matter that we're unhealthy. We're just going to be happy with being fat. It's like, huh. I don't know. Don't you want to get healthy? Oh, man. I actually, after I record this podcast, I think I'm going to have to exercise. I usually exercise. Well, uh, usually after I record this podcast. I'm recording it a little later today. I wasn't able to get to uh, my, quote, studio space at the time I usually get to record. So I would usually would be done recording by now and be exercising by now. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Not an out-of-shape period. I'm actually, because I exercise regularly, in shape. But uh, today, it's like imperative for me that I uh, exercise because a big ass fucking lunch had a big ass pork roll sandwich pork roll egg and cheese on a bagel I don't always do the egg depends where I go I don't always do a big get it on a bagel but I usually do and I go to this place that makes huge freaking sandwiches ginormous sandwiches and they give ginormous drinks so I mean the drink is the bigger reason why I feel it's imperative for me to uh I'm using that word right imperative yeah <laughs> um <clears throat> so I feel it's uh important let's say now uh for me to exercise today huge freaking sprite ginormous it had to be the size of like six freaking sprite cans I don't know if that's true I usually drink water, but, you know, I, I was out for lunch today, a place I haven't been to in years. I was like, you know what? I feel like a soda. Didn't think I would actually drink this whole soda, but I pretty much drank the whole thing. I'm like, oh, what did I do? So I get this giant-ass pork roll sandwich. So a lot of you that are listening right now probably don't even know what a pork roll sandwich is. I mean, I might have talked about it before. I hope I did by now, but it's a breakfast sandwich. Best freaking breakfast meat you could possibly ever get. I mean, bacon is freaking delicious too, but if you get a pork roll and cheese sandwich or a pork roll egg and cheese sandwich, a lot of people think the egg, because it's a breakfast sandwich, is absolutely necessary. It's not true, and it depends where you go and everything. Today, I did get it with the egg, though. Um, And like, you know, like I said, like I personally prefer most places with an on a bagel, but a lot of people get it on rolls also. Anyway, best breakfast meat. There is. So I go to this place. They make pork roll sandwiches there. Not and so not even a diner, but uh, or you know, and it wasn't a a bagel store or a deli. But I was like, oh man, I could go for a pork roll sandwich. I see it on the menu. Looks, but we got these dumbasses at this at this restaurant. On the menu, they call a Taylor ham. That's just a no no, people. That is just a big no-no. All right, so the meat is called pork roll. It is it, the there, no discussion. It's called pork roll. We got so in Jersey. That is really where pork roll is. Like I, you know, it might be in some other states and boxes and stuff, which is fine. But like, it's really New Jersey where pork roll is big. So for some reason, we have these dumbasses. Well, okay, I can even explain that a little bit. But for some, we we have these dumbasses in North Jersey. For some reason, they don't believe that there is a central New Jersey. And they insist on calling pork roll Taylor ham. The reason is why they do that. Now, the guy that created it, his name, his last name was Taylor. I believe his name was John Taylor. And... The meat he made is pork roll. On the box, it doesn't say Taylor ham. It says Taylor pork roll. However, people insist on calling it Taylor ham because it looks like ham. Now, when the meat very first originally came out, it was called something like, it had a, I think a longer name, like Taylor's packaged, blah, 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 something like that. But like that's not what it's really called, the meat. The meat is called pork roll. And it's pretty widely accepted in New Jersey that it is pork roll. So for everyone listening right now, 
It's Team Pork Roll. If you ever hear of it, you ever see it, you ever want to try it, it is Pork Roll. P-O-R-K. P-O-R-K. Space R-O-L-L. Pork Roll. All right? We got these dumbasses in North Jersey. I, I, it's like, let's just get rid of them. I don't even think a lot of them want to be in New Jersey. A lot of them want to be like New Yorkers up there. It's pretty widely accepted in New Jersey that it's pork roll. See, it, it, it's only them that say it. Central and South uh, Jersey, they all call it pork roll. It's just a bunch of, uh, you know, it's a, it is very populated up there. I'm not saying it's only like two people saying it up there, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What to tell them? I mean, they're wrong. You could give them all the information, and for some reason, these uh, stupid idiots keep wanting to say that it's Taylor Ham. Nope. You could say it's Taylor Pork Roll if you really want to call it a longer name. Go to the box, you dumbasses. Go go to the store, get a box, and see what it says. It Get, get the Taylor box. It literally says Taylor Pork Roll. I don't know. You know, they, they want to, you know, South Jersey believes there's a Central Jersey. Central Jersey obviously knows there's a Central Jersey. And then you have these North Jersey people that also, not only will they call pork roll, the best breakfast meat that there has ever been, by the wrong name, extremely disrespectful, they will also just say Central Jersey does not exist. Now, you got to be an idiot to say that there's no Central Jersey. It's like, what, there's just a cutoff in the middle of the state? Nope, you're either north or south. That middle, it's non-existent. I don't know. I, I don't know. Fucking dumbasses. Really not too much more to uh, say about that. But yeah, anyway. I get this big-ass pork sandwich this morning, get a giant soda, and now I'm like, crap, I got to make sure I exercise today because I will be uh, putting on a lot of weight. I will be keeping a lot of weight if I don't burn the calories that I just put on today. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed my, uh, my food story there. I really don't remember if I've talked about pork roll to you guys yet. I feel like, how could I have not? It's my favorite freaking sandwich. But, I don't know. This is the 77th episode, I believe. I, I You know, it's hard for me to even remember, like, what I talked about the other week, my last show that I was on here. I believe that was a Christmas show, right? That was the show before Christmas. This is not the show before New Year's. Even though, you know, I, I gave a little uh, New Year's spiel just because, like I said, I was sick. Gonna get one in. Okie dokes, then. Like I said, hope you enjoyed the pork roll spiel. Again, if you ever hear of it, look it up. It is called pork roll. Don't call it Taylor Ham. Don't, don't be that dude. Don't be that person. It's pork roll. It's delicious, though. I recommend trying it for any of you out there listening. It's funny, breakfast me, that'll actually get us on to uh, my next topic pretty uh, smoothly then. I'm going to be talking about Waffle House. Now, as far as I know, they don't sell pork roll at Waffle House. I don't even think I've ever been to a Waffle House. Yeah, like I know a lot of people talk about it. They must make pretty freaking good waffles there. They must sell more than waffles, all right? They must sell bacon and pancakes and shit like that, right? What is it? They're known for their waffles? I really don't think I've ever been to one. Is it a franchise even? I like. I guess it must be a franchise. There's multiple of them. I mean, just because there's multiple doesn't mean it has to be a franchise, but I'm pretty sure it's a franchise. So anyway, there's a good chance a lot of you have heard this by now. But has anyone heard about the... Uh, the brawl that happened at Waffle House. The Waffle House brawl. Some WWE stuff going on there. So anyway, for you people that haven't heard about it, there's this uh, chick named Hallie B. I believe that's her name. She works at a Waffle House. 
apparently she's like the top cook or something like that. Like they don't just give that top spot to anyone. Like she was the top cook or something there. And uh, there was a group of people, may, you know, making a little ruckus there or something like that, being rude. And uh, Hallie B was like, no, I'm not putting up with that shit. So I'm, I'm giving a condensed uh, version of the story. I got a little video here where she explains it a little bit. Um, but yeah, these, these people were being rude. And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, serve you or something. Like, if you're going to be, like, a dick, pretty much. So these people, they're probably drunk or something. It's, like, the overnight shift, I think she was right. It was, you know, it was either at night or super-duper early in the morning. I forget the uh, exact time, but she works the night shift. So these people, like, they start to get rowdy now. And, you know, brawl is about you break. Out. So there is this uh, heavy set black chick, and she gets up on the uh, counter. She's rowdy. I I don't know if she's about to uh, jump on Hallie. I don't know if she's gonna start swinging. I don't know, but she falls off the counter, and you know she was talking a lot of shit and stuff. And this ha- once she gets on the other side of the counter, this Hallie chick just starts going ham on her. She just starts beating the shit out of her. She doesn't know what she's going to do once the chick falls on the other side. So, I mean, I watched a video of uh, Hallie explain this, and she was like, well, like, once you come on our side, we, you know, they feel threatened and stuff. They could do whatever they need to do to protect themselves. She's like, we need to get a frying pan and whack the shit out of you with it. Like, we're just going to do that. She doesn't get a frying pan, though. She just starts punching this other chick's face. And, um, so then, I, I mean, she, you know, she had to be pretty, you know, have some balls to do that because, I mean, you know, this other woman that she's punching the face of, she's with, like, a bunch of her friends. And, you know, you don't, you know, then it's like, what, five, six on one? So, you know, it, you know no one got super... Her, though, like I was expecting them all just to gang up on Hallie and really start beating her, but it looks like they were just like starting to pull her hair or something like that. And uh, I mean, a bunch of people in the video, like they were not on those rowdy people. So, I mean, even and now afterwards, like no one's on these rowdy people. So, like the people that were recording this, I thought Hallie was honestly going to be, somehow be the one that gets in trouble. For this, but I everyone was like, no, like to the to the rowdy people, they were like, no, like you're gonna go to jail, like you people have been. I think that's who they were talking about in the video, the rowdy ones, like you guys are gonna go to jail. Like then, pretty cool thing happens. I mean, I'm sure Hallie would have preferred for this not to happen. I hope I'm saying her name right. <laughs> um, she gets a chair thrown at her. I mean, I guess no one wants a chair thrown at them. This chick freaking like catches the chair in midair and just tosses it like it's nothing, like it's a toothpick. I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty badass. These people thought they were gonna be rowdy, they were gonna yell, they were like, oh, she does anything, we'll just beat the shit out of her. And uh she wasn't having any of that shit. She was like, Come on, throw the freaking chair, I'll beat your fucking ass. You wanna call on my side of the counter? Punch, punch, punch. Like, whew. Now, uh, though, apparently Hallie is blacklisted from working at Waffle House. Um, I forget what her reasoning was for to stop working at Waffle House. I forget if it was because of the fight. I forget if... I think she might have said it was because of her relationship with her boyfriend. Like, it was getting more serious or something like that. Maybe she, I, I forget what it was. Um, but she stops working at that Waffle House. And apparently they tell her she could go back anytime. You know, if she wants to work there again, they have no problem with her. She could go back anytime. And she tries to get a job at another Waffle House. And apparently she's blacklisted. She is not, like, they, she's on a list. She is not allowed to work at, like, other Waffle Houses. So, apparently, I got again, I got this video here. She doesn't think it's uh, because of the fight. She thinks it's because... She's such a good cook that 
you know, if the if the waffle house she originally worked at can't have her, then nobody can. And I I I, I believe that she believes that. Again, I don't know the people she worked for. I don't know the situation uh, that well. I don't believe that's true. I believe she believes that's true. It's like, oh, no, they wouldn't make this into anything else. Like, I worked there for blah, 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 you know. Um, I don't know. With, with our woke culture, she's beating the shit out of this other chick. I, 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 it's probably because of that. I could be wrong. But if they have no problem with her, it's like it's if the, it's really that important for them for you to not work other other Waffle House. It's like oh, if we can't have you, no one can. What's like I I just I don't know. Again, I don't know the situation. I don't know who she worked for exactly. Like you know, if that's what the people are like that she works for, it just it's hard to uh, see that. I mean, in some situations. There's definitely people that, you know, I mean, for some businesses, like, there's non-competes. But when it's the same company and it's, like, that kind of gig, it's not like she's making the company necessarily just millions and millions and shit like that. Like, uh, I don't th- I don't think that's the deal. I think it's, like, you know, there's this video of her. They probably feel people could use it against them. Who even knows if she could go back to the original now? I don't know. Now, if she could go back to the original, I don't know. You know, if she had tried going back to the original to begin with, and they were like, oh, no, we actually can't take you back, and she finds out she's on this list, I right, then, then uh, she's probably wrong. Then, I, you know, I'm probably right if it's none that she could uh, go back at. But if they were like, yeah, oh, yeah, you could come back, then, then she might be right if the original one would have taken her back, but other ones wouldn't. Guess we'll never know. And now I feel if she does try to go back, well, she should try to go back to the original just to see what they say because if they say no, then it's not that, no, they just don't want other ones to have her if they're not taking her back either. But even if they do take her back now, it's hard to say because now she's talked about this on the news and everything. Now and now they're probably like, oh, we got to take her back. You know, <laughs> we're really got to get a beating, you know, from the online world or whatever, customers or whatever. If we don't take her back, so it's it's hard to say. Either way, fight was pretty funny though. It really it was like a WWE scene. They should make like a, a Waffle House brawl now in WWE, AEW professional wrestling. Like I wanna I want there to be Waffle House brawl matches. They could hit each other with uh, frying pans and toasters and fling waffles at each other. I don't know. We spray each other with syrup, pour syrup on each other. You know, I I feel this could be a big match now. One of the first matches we'll have to have uh, Hallie be incorporated incorporated in it some way, whether she's a wrestler or something else. I don't know. All right, I got this video of her. She's talking to uh, Tucker Carlson here. Uh, Let's see what she's got to say to him. Waffle House is an American institution and a great place when you're hungry, but honestly, late night can get a little volatile. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. I never realized Waffle House has got this violent at night. I mean, I you know, I've never, like I said, I've never been to one, but I mean, I guess anywhere, you know, once you're out, like past midnight, anywhere, it gets, get get a little rowdy, but uh, I, I never picture Waffle House being like that place, like, whoa, go to Waffle House, you know, you might be, you might be brawling. It's like, you know, you go to a bar, you got, you expect that. Go to Waffle House, you better expect that too. Someone finds a bacon strip short in their all-star special and things can get out of hand. That happened in Austin, Texas at a Waffle House about a year ago. Someone caught it on video. Pretty amazing. Gotcha. So this was Austin, Texas this happened in. Here it is. Alright, so we got this heavy set person on the counter. Did she chuck something at her? She's definitely yelling. Oh, boom. She just went down and this chick just gets Hallie gets on to her and just punching her face in. Now, it looks like the chick that she was punching, all her friends now, do start to uh, surround her. So it's like one on like five here. That's such a wuss thing. It's like, if you're going to make it five on one, just stay out of it. Let your friend get the shit kicked out of them then. You know? Either get one, either separate it 
or stay out of it. But, you know, to make it five on one is such a wuss thing. So even by the standards of Waffle House brawls, this got a little zany. At one point, someone threw a chair oh, at and the, the Waffle House employee. Thrown. And here's the amazing thing. And she catches that employee it and tosses effortlessly it. batted the chair away like Wonder Woman with her bulletproof bracelets. Yeah, I actually did see Linda Carter, the woman that played the original Wonder Woman. She actually, like, tweeted about this saying how she used to, like, break the chairs and stuff. That is pretty funny. You're seeing that on your screen right now. So naturally, we wanted to speak to this cool-headed Waffle House employee who is completely unintimidated by thrown chairs. Online, she's known as Waffle House Wendy. Her real name is Haley Booth, and we're honored to have her join us tonight. Haley, Haley Booth. thank you so much for coming. I, I kept saying Hallie. Apparently, it's Haley. Whoops. You were not intimidated, and the tape proves it at all, when a lunatic Waffle House diner threw a chair at your head. How did you remain so calm? Um, I really don't. I think this chick's in a bowling shirt like Charlie Sheen. You guys got to look up this video of her with Tucker. You, you can only see a little bit of the shirt, but it looks like a, a bowling shirt like Charlie Sheen used to wear in Two and a Half Men. No. Um... It was, it kind of just all happened so fast. It was mainly just a pure rush of adrenaline and instinct that just kind of had me going. It's funny, she has all calm here and stuff, where in this video, she just looked like, uh, you know, someone just ready to kick some fucking ass. Had anyone ever thrown a chair at you before? I mean, kids get rowdy in middle school, but not like directly at me. <laughs> all right, so. I guess she had some chairs thrown like at her in middle school. So I guess she's saying that uh, this person that threw the chair at her was, you know, like a middle schooler. So she, you know, and, but she, you know, she's not beating up middle schooler. She's beating up a uh, an adult woman here. Yeah, not a middle schooler. Should not be throwing chairs at people. Yeah, good. Well, that I mean that speaks well of the country you grew up in. Um, how did Waffle House, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, I don't think I've seen an employee calmer under pressure than you. I assume you got some sort of award and special bonus from Waffle House corporate. It's funny because I have a feeling like he must have heard by now that she was blacklisted and he just had to say, I assume you got some award for this. It's like, bro, you know she didn't get an award. You know she got blacklisted. Can we be a little more real here? Don't be, don't be fake, Tucker. How big was your bonus? Um, How big was your bonus? Um, I actually didn't get any bonus of it. Uh, the only thing that I did get from the fight was a write-up for breaking the sugar shaker. Um, breaking the sugar so, shaker. And, you know, telling them, them telling me, you know, hey, we're going to write you up for the sugar shaker, but you did a good job, you know, protecting the store and making sure that you were all right. Wait, wait, you were written up for breaking a sugar shaker? That's right, Tucker. Yes, sir. That is correct. Did you Destruction point of out, business property, yeah. How, <laughs> did you point out that you were the victim here? They watched the cameras. It's funny because I really did expect her to be the one in trouble for this, just with our woke society now, with our woke culture. I mean, like, and again, I wouldn't think, in general, she would like I f most people in general would be on her side, but the stupid Twitter world I thought was going to go after her, which is again a very, very small portion of people. Uh, in general, most people would be on her side, but just that small group of people on Twitter would make a lot of noise about it. Then I thought the news would pick up on the Twitter people, which again, nobody you know likes the news, so it's like who cares about them, and then. I just, you know, that's where I thought Waffle House would be like, oh, we got to, like, fire her, make sure she never comes back because Twitter and the news picked up on this, even though, like, 99% of people actually think she uh, was the one in the right. But apparently, the way this has gone, it seems like from uh, people talking about it, everyone seems to uh, agree. Most people, I, I haven't seen many seem to disagree, but most people seem to agree that she was the one in the right. Huh. And, they, and you, it's all so the whole you, thing on the company camera, on yeah, like the security cameras and whatnot. Huh. So you were not rewarded or awarded for your bravery under pressure? Yeah, no, sir. Uh, do, do you still work at Waffle House? 
Uh, no, two months after the fight, um, me and my relationship was getting a little bit more serious, so I moved out of city. All right, so it sounds like it was her relationship with her boyfriend, I'm guessing. So she moved out of Austin then? And they had told me that I'm always welcome back at that store and, you know, we're glad to have you back. You always have a place here. And uh, about six months later, when I went to apply at another Waffle House in North Carolina, I had found out that I was blacklisted and on the do not hire list. Uh, because someone threw a chair at you? <laughs> um, I honestly think it was more of a if we can't have you, nobody can type thing. I, I, like I said, I don't believe that. I'm, I again, she. I believe that she believes that. I don't believe that. I don't think it had anything to do with the fight. I think she'd be surprised. But again, I don't know who her employers and stuff. Maybe, maybe it didn't have anything to do with the fight. And, and I should have asked you this at the beginning. But my last question is: Why did this fight start? Do you know? Um, all I know is that they were extremely drunk, or at least intoxicated. And it was a slow night. I was the only cook. And there was about 30, 40 people in there that I had to cook for by myself. So it was, it was moving slow. So drunken impatience creates a volatile situation. Uh, I hope they all went to prison. I, I bet they didn't. Probably I not. I, I didn't want to press charges. Um, I felt that the situation had been resolved and everyone could go on their way. You're a nice person. Hallie Booth, thanks for joining us tonight. We wanted to meet you. I'm glad you came. Of course. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. Hallie Booth, thanks. He said Hallie that time. Didn't he say Haley earlier on in this? I need to go back now. Waffle House is an American We're institution. We're seeing. Bacon strip to the Waffle House about a year Hold on. With Waffle House brawls, this got a little zany. At one point, someone Let's... threw a chair at a Waffle House employee, and here's the amazing thing. Come on, say That employee effortlessly batted the... Now, so naturally, Come we on. wanted to speak to this cool-headed Waffle known as Waffle House Wendy. Her real name is Haley Booth. All right. He said Haley there. He said Hallie at the end. I've been saying Hallie. I have no clue, people. <laughs> no clue, but I did want to hear him say both. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen the video yet, go look up uh, the Waffle House bra. I mean, I'm sure it's the only one that will come up. Uh, I, I don't, oh, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of brawls that happen at Waffle House. But, yeah, it's pretty cool watching her just, like, catch the chair in midair, throw it, and be like, come on. Come on. You know, it's like, I think someone, like, picks up, like, another chair. She's like, you throw the other chair. Like, woman falls off the counter. It's like, all right, go time. Ding, ding, ding. Punch, punch, punch. <laughs> So, yeah, go check it out. Pretty entertaining. Alrighty, then. <laughs> Just going on to the next topic from there. Which is about uh, Dave Portnoy and Joe Rogan. So, uh, you know, Dave Portnoy, obviously, you know, I've talked about him before. I've talked about the Collar Daddy podcast before. Uh, he's the guy that owns Barstool Sports. And, you know, honestly... Joe Rogan is, you know, he probably, I don't know, pound for pound, the biggest internet personality. You know, he, he's a podcast host, but like, and there's definitely YouTubers with more subscribers than his YouTube channel has. Even though now he's on Spotify, so like, YouTube's still relevant to an extent because they put clips on there. But it's not like, you know, that's where all his numbers are going now. But when he was on YouTube, uh, the, you know, and just the podcast apps, in ter you know, in terms of YouTube, there are definitely uh, YouTube channels with bigger followings than him. But for some reason, I don't maybe because he has a show and not just a regular like YouTube channel, his name definitely gets thrown out there more. Like for a long time, I think he's number two now on YouTube. But for a long time, PewDiePie was number one on YouTube. And I think, like I said, I think now he's just number two. Uh, you know, so he still has a, more subscribers than, like, Ro Joe Rogan's channel had by a ton. Yet, I feel most people don't know who PewDiePie is, don't know, don't, don't know him by name or anything. They've never seen a video of him. He does have a large audience. It's scattered all throughout the world. Now that Rogan's isn't, but... Uh, 
it, he probably has more of a niche thing where Rogan just talks with people, all different kinds of people. And, uh, you know, I think too, because even though I think YouTube is really what blew him up, you know, the algorithm definitely uh, helped him. The people that listen to his podcast the, that were listening on like Apple Podcasts, or he wasn't even on Spotify then. I remember he, he like wouldn't even put his podcast on Spotify back then. But, um, those, uh, people, like, I don't know, I feel the people that listen to audio only kind of get, like, a stronger connection with their audience. And, you know, they, so they probably blew him up even more, too, because they're like, yeah, this is Howard Guy, kind of like when Howard Stern was on the radio, people felt, like, a strong connection with him, that, that was their guy to listen to on the radio. So, um... Yeah, so anyway, Rogan, I would say, is the biggest internet personality right now. I mean, we all know he's the biggest podcast host. But a ton of people just know him by name. You know, the news talks about him, especially after his big Spotify deal. The news will, you know, pick up shit that Joe Rogan says, and they try to trash him and stuff. And, uh, yeah. But, Dave Portnoy, I would say, is probably number two for, like, biggest, like, internet personality right now. They're, you know, he he's up there. Now, they're big for different reasons. Rogan is big because of his podcast. Now, again, Rogan did movies. Rogan's in the UFC, like, as a commentator. Rogan uh, was the host of Fear Factor. Rogan's a stand-up comedian. It, you know, it's not like the podcast, like, he was just a random person, made a podcast, and it got big. He, you know, had followings from other places, too. But I would say at this point, most people know him for the podcast more than anything else. People, you know, there's everyone probably knows he does the UFC stuff, at least now. Um, they might now know he's a stand-up, but, like, the podcast is where I really feel he got huge. Uh, Dave Portnoy, he's on podcasts and stuff. I... He, he used to have, like, the Dave Pornoy show as a podcast. I don't think he has that anymore. He does a, a podcast called BFFs with uh, some TikTok dude and some hot blonde. Uh, her, her name's Brianna, I think. Chicken Fry, right? Yeah. I remember she had, like, a funny... I, I mean, I don't think it's a real last name, but, like, a funny last name. Brianna Chicken Fry. I uh, used to have a serious XM show and Barstool... <clears throat> when Barstool had their deal with uh, SiriusXM. They don't have that anymore. He does his pizza reviews, Dave Pornoy. Those get a lot of views. But at the end of the day, Barstool Sports is just a big company. A lot of people listen to their different shows on there, their different podcasts. I'm sure you know, when they had the uh, SiriusXM channel, a ton of people probably tuned in to listen to their shows on there. They got a lot of blog writers on there. You know, they're, they're, they got all sorts of different content. They're not politically correct, so people like that. Because, again, most people, I think, hate the woke bullshit. So, you know, they, they're not politically correct. They don't apologize for not being uh, politically correct. And he's the one that made the company. I wouldn't necessarily say he's, like, the most entertaining person. He's relatively entertaining, but, like, you know, he's mostly known for being a boss, but he's kind of known for being, like, that entertaining boss. It's like, oh, shit, like, this guy, he don't give no fucks. You know, that kind. But I wouldn't say, like, he's, like, super funny or anything or, like, oh, man, you got to listen to this episode of his BFFs podcast because, like, oh, man, Dave is, like, the man on it. Personally, I, you know, he obviously, he, he's the one that legitimizes that podcast. You know, I, I've taken, they've had some guests on where I'm like, oh, let's see what they say, or more so clips that I've seen. Um, he, you know, he, you need him in there, but uh, the TikTok dude, I don't, I don't even like, I'm like, this guy's not a good host. I mean, I think he probably knows this, and Dave definitely, I don't believe Dave didn't do this. Like, he definitely hired him for this only to try to get TikTok people over. Like, I don't think he's, like, 
oh, this guy's actually a good host. You know, you got to try to find a middle with that. But, um, and then the the chick I actually like, Brianna Chicken Fry, right? That That's her name. I get, you need to look this up now. Let me make sure this is the right one. Brianna Chicken Fry. Yes. Okay, that's her. Uh, yeah, I don't mind her. Good looking. She's pretty entertaining on there. Seems to have a pretty, uh, I don't know, dry sense of humor, I guess. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no one's really going in that pocket. It's like, yo, you got to listen to that. Like, holy crap, Dave is the man. Like, he is, he he really knows how to host a show. Like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think that happened. Uh, when he had the Sirius XM show, if it was really that good, they'd probably still be on there. Even though, from my understanding, Sirius just want, wanted to get rid of uh, the channel and they wanted him to do his own show. There's a YouTube clip where he was doing, I think, his Dave Portnoy podcast or whatever. And uh, apparently Sirius said, oh, we want you to do a show. And then he said, like, right there on YouTube, he was like, well, you know, well, how much would they pay me? And they wanted him to give a figure. And he was like, well, how much are they paying Howard Stern? And they were like, 100 mil a year. And... He was like, all right, tell him I want 100 mil a year. It's like, well, that's a good way not to get a show. He probably could have gotten a lot of money, too. 100 mil? Probably not, but he probably could have gotten a lot of money. I mean, like I said, after Rogan, he's like the biggest freaking internet personality guy. Um, But again, like I said, two different reasons. One, because one guy has a show and Pornoy, just because he has just has a big presence on the internet. He made this big company... He's very straightforward, doesn't give two shits, doesn't apologize for not being PC, and just puts it all out there on the internet. And then, all the people that work for him, although they might be seen as great hosts, individuals, blah, 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 it's all kind of goes back to him, I feel. It's like, oh, the, wait, where does this podcast come from? Barstool? Oh, yeah, Barstool. Dave Portnoy owns it, you know? So, anyway... If Joe Rogan were still doing his podcast on YouTube, this probably would have blown up. You know, even on Spotify, I'm surprised it didn't get more publicity than it did. I tried watching some. It was just boring for me. And that maybe is why it didn't even get more publicity. Um, But I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Rogan, I just take as like a nice guy, which is good. But there's nothing in it that was keeping me pulled in from him. Portnoy was, though, the one that I thought he was going to keep maybe saying some stuff where I'd be like, oh, man, oh, shit, he went there? Oh, damn, you know, and from what I saw, he wasn't doing anything that was very entertaining. So I was like, eh. You know, with uh, Rogan now being on Spotify, again, they're paying him the money. He's still getting to do the kind of show he wants to do. So, you know, good for him, but... uh I feel like unless he gets, like, Donald Trump on there now, yeah, I don't really know, like, who's going to be that next big guest that really gets him seen on the news. Not that he cares about that. I, you know, it's just curious. You know, obviously, his podcast is guest-driven. It's not like he was, like, Howard Stern, where people really listened for Howard, and the guests were just, a you know, a plus, like, if he doesn't have a guest on that you care about, you might listen if you're really into Rogan. But, like, for me, hell no. I gave Portnoy a shot because I was interested in hearing their uh, conversation, but couldn't make it through much of it. 20 minutes, maybe. However, I did find two clips on the internet, so I want to talk about uh, them. The one, since I've talked about Call Her Daddy before, apparently they did talk about Call Her Daddy for a few minutes. Uh, Portnoy told the story about the caller daddy situation. And I, you know, the big reason why I wanted to talk about this and listen to this clip is just because I was curious what is Rogan's opinions was on call her daddy. Because really like after Rogan, I don't know, right after maybe though, they're the, like the second biggest podcast, at least by by name. I feel like by, you know, even if there's another podcast that gets bit better numbers or makes more money or, well, I don't know if that makes more money. They're giving a, 
uh, Alex Cooper, 60 mil for three years. But uh, even if there's one that has more listeners, I, I don't know. Uh, by the name, Caller Daddy, like everyone knows that name for a podcast. Everyone knows Joe Rogan's name. And the other reason why I wanted to know uh, Rogan's opinion on this is they're like, she, the call her daddy, Alex, you know, Alex Cooper. She was the only, well, I don't know about it, the only, she was the other, though, big name that got a big podcast deal, big uh, money deal from Spotify after Rogan. Rogan got his, uh, like, 100 mil a year one or whatever, and she got, like, 20 mil a year, 60 mil for three years, but which is still a fuck ton of money. You know, like I've said, like, her, her old co-host has to be kicking herself now. She's gotta be. She might disguise it you know, Sophia, as in, no, I don't care. It's like, I'm doing my own thing now. You could have done your own thing. You could, you just had to stay another year, get the Spotify money, then go do your own thing. <laughs> I don't, you know, she, she's got to be kicking herself in some sort of ways. But yeah, I was curious if Rogan was like, oh, yeah, no, this is awesome. Like, me, her, or the two big ones are on Spotify, yeah. But anyway, I got this uh, clip here of them talking about it. I'll play some. Well, that I've given, Call Her Daddy, which I think, is second to you on Spotify? Uh, do you know that? Are you you blank? You give me a blank like you don't know that. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Do you know? He don't give no. Rogan's like I don't give no shit. I know I'm number one. If you're not first, you're last. I don't care who's number two. Oh, you don't even know what it is. Oh, I know what Caller Daddy is. Okay, so yeah, I know the whole controversy. Do you know why I know the whole controversy? No, because of my boy Andrew Schultz. Oh yeah, Andrew mm-hmm. Schultz, who was supposed to go on a date with that one he girl. He told me that story, <laughs> Sophia Franklin. So. He- Sophia Franklin is so freaking hot. He bails on the date. She goes out and meets the agent who winds up trying to negotiate Suit this guy. contract. Suit man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, so, tell the story from, you know it. Yeah, well, I know it really good. So <laughs> call her daddy, Alex Cooper. We we saw a sizzle reel that she made. So call her daddy is now on Spotify. She got a huge contract, I think like three years, 60 mil. She's great. But we saw a sizzle reel. Called her in. I'd never seen anything like the sizzle reel. And she sat down. I'm like, who made this for you? And she's like, I did. I learned how to edit it. I did all of it. Woo-hoo. We just hired her on the spot when she said that. She said, oh, by the way, I do it with another girl. I'm bringing her with me. It's like, okay, fine. Didn't even meet the girl, Sophia Franklin, at the at the time. Um, the thing exploded. Now, Barstool's been around close to 20 years. It's no overnight success. You were around for 12 years doing the podcasting. They went from zero to 100. Like, within two months, it's all anybody was talking about. Call her daddy, call her daddy. Yeah, like I've said before, I give them a ton of credit for that because especially at that time, I mean, Barstool was pretty big at that time, but not nearly as big as it is now. And, you know, they were able to explode from just audio only, no YouTube. Like, that. that's impressive. Like, you could get a job at a radio station, get a job at SiriusXM, get a job in tele, whatever. It doesn't mean you're going to be success i mean you know a lot of people will uh you know they might put it down it's like oh well but yeah of course like she was able to blow up she worked for barstool it's like well, barstool has other podcasts that don't blow up they may they're able to make a living from it but they you know they don't blow up like they and a lot of them even utilize youtube so i i really do give uh them a lot of credit for that i give them more credit than you know it's funny the comedians and stuff that do have a following maybe they're Maybe they were on other big podcasts and stuff. Uh, maybe they were on TV shows. They get credit, and it's like, well, again, they were able to go on like Joe Rogan show as a guest and promote. They were able to, you know, go on maybe TV show. They tour. They have fans. You know, these these two chicks were nobodies. Yeah, they worked for a company. Still, no one knew who they were. A lot of people didn't even know uh, who Portnoy was. Like Portnoy said, like their fans didn't even know who he was, and he was their boss, Daddy. So we hired them. Each seventy grand a year, three year contracts. You can look at like we'll reevaluate. Hey, seventy grand a year is pretty good money for. They worked like one day a week, two days a week. They'd record one day. Alex would do the editing another. Bam. Okay, I don't know if she'd only do it in one day, but uh, I know she did a bit of editing. But you know, still pretty good money for that kind of job. Evaluate it at the end of the year. This thing blew up so quick. And they start looking around, being like, wait a minute, we're making 70 grand. Our numbers, we should be making millions. They're right. They should have been if they were independent and they weren't through us. But it's kind of like the band model, right? The band label. You signed a thing. Yeah. So we did give them a raise. They were each making about 500 grand by the end, I think, of year one. And they were supposed to be making 70 grand year one. They're making 500. 
that's a butt ton of money. And it was only your first year, and you were signed for 70. Also, again, if they were independent, they would not have blown up like that. I don't believe for one second they would have blown up like that. You know, so they should be thank. They should have been thankful that they were getting five hundred thousand that first year. Sophia Franklin's boyfriend, Suitman, was an executive at HBO. Suitman, and what essentially happened is he started shopping, call her daddy around, and and we still own them. They stopped putting out the podcasts. They wouldn't do anything, and they started leaving little clues like, hey, we're being held hostage in so many words by Barstool, making stuff up, frankly. Um, and it got to the point, this is in the middle of COVID, and they wouldn't put out episodes. And we're trying to pay the bills for everybody. So they came over to, and this is like for Barstool lore and Call Her Daddy, we had a very famous meeting on the roof deck of where I lived. It was Alex and Sophia. And I said, listen, we own the IP. Call Her Daddy was ours. And I, I basically shortened their contract and agreed, I'll give you guys the IP. You guys just work one more year. Somewhere in there. Should have been two more. Um, I didn't even remember that it was one year. For some reason, I thought it was only six months. But even one year, that's not bad. They left. I'm like, this is this is the deal of a lifetime. We need to pay the bills and get them going. Alex calls two days later, and she says, listen, I want to take this deal. Sophia is never going to take this deal. She's in with her boyfriend. They're shopping it around. They're saying all these things. It's not going to happen. So I call both Sophia and Alex. I said, we're going to do a deal with Alex. Sophia, you come or you don't come, but we're, we're moving forward. Didn't hear anything back from Sophia. Alex, we do the deal with, and it's all because of the boyfriend. We had Scooter Braun. They were so lucky, though, that the media decided to pick this up and blow it up. Because, And don't get me wrong, they had huge numbers for a podcast. But I don't know, I really don't think that if the media did not blow this up, I don't think that uh, Spotify would have given them that deal. And if they did, I don't think that the money would have been as high. Like if no one was, you know, if there was no controversy, the controversy is what made this get 10 times more popular. It was already very popular, you know, and I remember the Apple podcast charts. It was always somewhere in the top five to like top 50, but usually like top five to top 10. Uh, you know, and uh, so it definitely was popular. They de- there is a good chance if there was no controversy, Spotify was trying to get exclusive podcasts. There is a very good chance they would have reached out uh, to them. But you know, for that kind of money, the contra- it's the controversy that made them ten times more popular. That probably made it worth the sixty mil that they were willing to give. Maybe it would have only been ten or twenty mil. For the three years, and it would have been divided by the two of them if there was no, never any controversy. You know, so they they're so lucky that they had the in a way, in a way, they're so lucky that they had this controversy, and then the media picked it up. This is also, you know, Scooter Braun, the like he's Bieber's agent. He calls. I've never. T- I don't know Scooter Braun, but I do remember uh, Pornoy making like funny Instagram posts like Scooter Braun, Scooter Braun. Who the fuck does Scooter Braun think he is? It's pretty funny. I also remember the funny uh, Instagram post he did where he would edit his head onto uh, Sophia's boyfriend's body. And, like, like one of them, he was... Uh, Portnoy put his head on uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's body and he put uh, Suitman's head on Vince McMahon's body and Stone Cold comes down and beats the crap out of Vince McMahon. So, and Portnoy was coming down beating the shit out of Suitman. He was doing some funny stuff on social media those days. Talk to Scooter Braun ever. Um, I got a call from a guy I know, Dave Grutman, who's like a Miami like nightlife guy. He goes, hey, I got oh, Scooter yeah. Braun Every, on the line. Will you talk to him? I go, yeah, but you tell him everything he says to me is on the record. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm in my own world. I could give a fuck less who Scooter Braun is. So Scooter Braun gets on the phone. He goes, I talked to Sophia Franklin. This is after we already moved along. It's like, I think you should... Take her back. Do the deal. Like, who the fuck are you? It's like, all right, whatever. We're already moving on. Hung up, made a video instantly. <laughs> like, Scooter Braun just called me. Who the fuck does Scooter Braun think I he is? Remember. And the rest is so much history. Alex went, got this huge deal. She's killing it. Um, besides you, I think she's just about the biggest podcast out there. It's funny. I 
in, in ways, I agree with that statement with Portnoy, like, that she's the bit second biggest after Rogan. In ways, it's hard to say, but I think he really does say that because, like, he's proud of that, the fact that he's the one that signed her, and she she's, like, the second biggest in terms of at least money from Spotify. So it's like, hey, I'm the one that found this chick, and she's got one of the biggest podcasts ever now. And in terms of the numbers, she very well could be the second biggest after uh, Rogan. I, you know, I don't know. They don't tell their numbers, so it's hard to say. There's no, It's not like the Nielsen ratings when uh, Howard was on radio, so it's hard to say, but uh, she's definitely, uh, you know, up there. And Sophia went on her way. Um, I I went nuts. Like, I, I actually hijacked their stream. Like, we had their stream, and what they hadn't posted in maybe two or three months. I just went on. They, all these Caller Daddy fans thought it was going to be the next Caller Daddy. It was just me explaining what the situation was. And all these all their fans had no idea who I was. Like, who the fuck's wow. this guy? So it uh, it they went their separate ways. And what actually happened with them behind the scenes, who knows? I believe Alex's side of the events. But it, it really seemed like he thought he was going to take them, be their manager. It was what's the big – there was – there's some big network that like basically had the deal ready for them. Damn. So it turned into a huge thing. This is all during COVID. It, it it was a big story. What is Sophia doing now? She has her own broadcast, Sophia with an F. Um, she's not my favorite person. <laughs> she's not my favorite person. Well, I got to think that people like that are influenced by the people that were. Is that guy still her boyfriend? No. And you know what's crazy? Oof. I thought. If you ask me beforehand, that guy cost her millions. Millions. Oh yeah, I mean that guy really did cost her millions. Man, if if he just stayed out of it, she would have had that Spotify deal. She would have. I still feel they need the the controversy in some sort of way. That, like I said, if they never had that controversy, then the media would have never picked it up to like give them that money. I don't think they would have, unless they did have some sort of plan. Like I, a couple years before, where it, the controversy went a matter, they had already planned on giving, offering them the sixty mil. But you know, I, I they needed the uh, controversy to really put all that attention on them. It was just, I so I guess he did need to be involved to to stir the pot, but she needed to use her brain and be like, I you know what, fuck it, I will take this one year deal. As long as she did that, things would have been smooth sailing. I don't know. Millions and millions. It was so Imagine crazy. how long that podcast could have kept going. And everything. I really wish because uh, Joe Rogan, he says his favorite radio show was uh, the Opie and Anthony show. He said, like, they're the ones that made him want to start a podcast and stuff. I really wish he brought them up because I feel like they had a somewhat similar situation. I mean, they, yeah, no, they went like 20 years as a radio show together, but they were like, Two dudes that made like a huge radio show and then split up. Don't talk at all anymore. I wish he would have just said the comparisons. I would have liked to see what Pornoy said to that if he had ever heard of them and stuff too. But anyway, let's see. They only and they could have left uh, and gone to Spotify the same way with her attached. Oh, yeah. And she would Everything. be fucking driving a pink Rolls Royce <laughs> and balling out of control. I don't know that she's doing terribly. She's certainly. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think. She's making the money, definitely not that uh, Alex Cooper's making, but, you know, I think she probably still gets views. She still has so much of her audience, and uh, she she gets guests on sometimes that have pretty big names, so I don't think she's doing terribly, but definitely not that 60 mil uh, money that Alex Cooper's getting, and, you know, she just gets a lot of attention from the media now, could get big guests probably because of Spotify, so... You know, definitely not as well as Alex Cooper, but I don't think she's doing like bad. Certainly not doing what Alex is. And what does Alex do now for a co-host? Does she have a co-host? Solo. Solo. Just took it. She so it went from <laughs> splitting it fifty-fifty. She just took it all. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, crazy. It's it's weird when there's one person that's like the driving force behind it, but then another person is connected to it, and like yep. that person thinks that they should be the person. And it was a he said, she said on who was doing it. Boyfriend is also in the business, and he listen. Trust me, I got this. I'm gonna handle this. I'm gonna. And also, he's like the new boyfriends who's fucking excited about it all I mean he, he, oh. he's... all right so that's the end of uh, that clip there but I always find uh, 
I just have, give them a lot of credit for just being nobody's signing with a company and being actually being able to uh, make something of it. But uh got this other clip here since I've talked about, you know, Jake Paul's boxing matches a lot. They also talked about, uh, this is only a very short clip, uh, Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. So uh, Joe Rogan, who he also always stands up for Jake Paul and says this, this dude could fight. Um, but they're talking about Tommy Fury. And Joe Rogan also sticks up for Tommy Fury and says, no, this this guy could actually box and he's beating up other boxers. Where Portnoy was saying, nah, like, I went to the Tyron Woodley fight. Tommy Fury was on that card and he was the worst boxer there. Like, I would put all my money on Jake Paul. So, all right, let's see what they got to say to this. Uh, One second. Hold on. I think Jake Paul would kill Tommy Fury, and Ooh. that wouldn't change. I don't know how good Jake Paul is, but I don't know. I don't know of any boxer who can bring enough to a Jake Paul so fight. So here's here's Tommy Fury. You tell me this guy doesn't look like a boxer. You're out of your fucking mind. Who's he fighting? But I don't give a fuck, dude. Look at this. Oh. Look at this. He's fighting a professional boxer. The guy's fighting looks good. Dude, you're crazy if you don't think Tommy Fury's no, a boxer. Think... Look at that uppercut. No. Shut the fuck up, dude. No, <laughs> I hope they fight because I'll put my net worth on Jake Paul. What if Tommy Fury boxes him up? What are you going to do then? He, he won't. He you won't. don't know that. I, I you don't know I that. I was at the fight, the Jake Paul fight in Cleveland. Tyrone Woodley won. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Fury fought on that undercard. Okay. He was the worst fighter I've ever seen. So maybe okay, he's well, improved. Okay, well, let's find that fight. Maybe he's let's improved. Let's find that fight. I'm trying, I'm trying. Maybe he's improved by light Just years since what, that what fight. I'm seeing right but there, that is a I boxer. could probably watch you you're saying versus that's- a tomato can, and you'd be throwing haymakers. I think Jake. Damn, I, I wonder if they did find that fight because I would like to see if Rogan was like, oh, yeah, no, he is sucking there or what his uh, view would be. But, yeah, if that sounded interesting to anyone, go uh, to Joe Rogan's podcast to listen or watch uh, Joe Rogan talk with Dave Portnoy for, I think it was like close to three and a half hours. I think it was three hours and 20 minutes. I think I only made it through like 20 minutes of that. Those two clips, I didn't even like watch in the interview. I just saw them on YouTube. So... Yeah, I don't know. They weren't uh, keeping me entertained too much. Those two clips I found interesting, though. All righty, then. That is uh, the end of the Frankie D show today. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening, everyone. If you're listening right now, wherever, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever the hell, keep listening. Subscribe to the Frankie D show. If you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. Sound good? Cool. All right, I th- I should have another episode out next week, hopefully. <laughs> it should I should be uh good. Wasn't on the last couple weeks, but I did stay on a few minutes uh, longer today. So there you go. All righty, I'm out of here. Thanks again for listening and. Uh, Yeah, should have another episode next week. Okay, peace.